Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. How's it going, people? Welcome back to the channel. Welcome back to the Forever Arsenal podcast. We're coming off the back of a 3-0 away win at Oxford in the FA Cup third round. Couple of guys got the predictions right in this group here, and we're going to get into that. Oh, straight, straight in, yeah. Well, you were straight in. You were straight in last show, now with your hands up like this. Oh yeah, <laughs> hey. fair enough. Fair play. Yeah, the part yet on an old light. Yeah, I mean, it's a joke. Fair play. Fair play. Fair when play. you when you keep getting them right every now and then, I suppose it becomes becomes routine, doesn't it? Listen, yeah. listen to you. Yeah. Flipping out. The you're cockiness. Not asking, you're not the arrogance. Asking for the table now, are you, Jordan? <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> We will see it shortly, don't you worry about that. But big up Jordan, big up Lee and big up James back in the building again. Forever Arsenal back in the building. Make sure you guys and girls out there hit the like button if you haven't already. Do that first and foremost. Let's get it to a thousand likes before the show ends for you guys. It's not a live stream. I'm used to saying before the show ends live, but here we are pre-recorded. It is what it is. We will be back live again soon, people. So make sure you're subscribed. Make sure you've got your notification bell on and you'll know when that is in due course. But as I said, 3-0 win away to Oxford. Massive, massive weekend coming up, North London derby. But let's touch in on that Oxford result first and foremost. Um, somewhat poor first half, in my opinion. But the second half, we kind of <clears> kicked <throat> into gear. Um, a couple of nice assists from Vieira, a couple of nice finishes from Eddie Nketiah, goal for El Nene. Um, you, you, I think everyone's seen the videos going around of the El Nene chant as well. Um, and I'm happy. Amazing, and I'm amazing. Happy I, lo- I love it, Turkish. I love that. That's that El Nene song. Honestly, Arsenal for years have uh, the fan base. I think have been left lacking in some of our chants and songs. They've been shit. But the last two or three years, so the creativity from the Arsenal fan base with some of these songs, it's amazing. That El Nene song. It makes me giggle whenever I see it. I love it. If you have, if those haven't seen it, go and go and. I live on YouTube or it's on the AFTV um, Instagram page. I love it. I love it. Well done to the boys and girls that came up with that one. It's amazing. Yeah, James, you're, you're quiet. Well, sorry, Lee was just doing my head in before the start of this podcast. 
You guys fight. You guys fighting again? But it's nine a.m. Some of us have long days, you know, and awake. I just don't have time for this. This energy he brings, you know, he predicts one score, and it's like, you know, <clears throat> look at Turkish. See, Turkish is humble with it. Turkish is just calm, <laughs> cool, Shut calm, up. collected. <laughs> He puts targets on, on, on the WhatsApp when he wins. You know what I mean? What are you on about, James? I, 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 I can mean. ignore those. I can just, <laughs> I can just scroll past them. But your, your tone is deafening in the morning. It's just like, oh, just let me wake up. But, yeah, we won. I'm delighted. <laughs> as, as always... Let's start with Lee. Lee was at the game, as usual. Um, he's back from his illness. He's been to the last couple of games. But this one... He is back from his illness. He's well and truly back. <laughs> he's fine. He's like he never left. <laughs> Look at him. He's dancing. <laughs> I just had the Arsenal winning games of football. You're miserable. Yeah. Oh, I don't know, you know. I did pick. I did predict three-one. By the way, for anyone who forgot, and, yeah, uh, yeah. I was yeah. sort of hoping Matt Turner would just chuck one in the back of his own net, but he decided to play quite well. well I, don't, I don't like to grass on people like you know what I mean. But when you're putting in the chat when it's three 0 come on Oxford, I think he's. A bit <laughs> of a, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> I think I just hope you just get as much hate now as Jordan does for that. I was, I was going to say, if I did that, Lee, the comments oh. would be on my neck. If I said oh, that, no. but I oh, know it was shocking. You know what I mean? So, like, I think you know, I so. might have said, um, "Can you hear the Cambridge sing?" is another one you put down. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, I don't even know if they have a rivalry like that in football. I thought, I thought well, the boat race gets quite heated. <laughs> I'll just, just go down that route. Um, but, Man said but, the boat no. race gets heated. <laughs> But they they let me down. They let me down. Oxford. Oh well. Still fourth round. Man City, bring it on. Bring it, yeah. on. Bring it on. I nearly forgot about that. Man City yeah. in the next round as well. Predictions are going to be good on that one, though. You know. Yeah, they're mm. going to be good for the next few. Tottenham United, then Man City. Three back to back to back big yeah. games. Big six clubs. Big six fixtures. But yeah, Lee, let's start with you because it's always nice going to an old school ground. You know. Um, growing up, go, having gone to Highbury many times, and, and and you know some of the smaller grounds around the Premier League and the Championship and Lower Dan, it's always special to me as well. I, I like yeah. older grounds. I like grounds that are a bit more intimate, smaller, and and this one was particularly small when you see the away allocation. But how was it? Yeah, it was. It's a very strange game because obviously it's a, it's a it's not the it's not the manor ground of back back in the day. It's not like on a, on a industrial estate, like you know you can, you can actually go, uh, you know Ben and Jerry, uh, um, no Frank Frankie and Benny's is it like you know you can have a game of Hollywood Bowl before the game is an absolute. Uh, it's, it's, it's something different, like you know what I mean, like uh, an hour and a half to queue up for an an hot dog because there's nothing there, like you know. And of course, there's only three sides. Um, it's a really weird thing, one one thing behind the goal. It's really weird because when you play non-league football and all that, you to get into the higher you go up every time, you have to have stands behind the goal. Um, you know, uh, so it's part of the um, remit, remit to get into the, you know, like the, the pyramid chain of football. And there you are playing like FA Cup game against, against the League One side and they've only got three sides, but very, very um, 
strange. But, you know, one of the reasons that you want to go there because you can tick it off and say that you've been there. Um, and, and I'm going to have to say it was a little bit subdued in the first half. It was, I'll tell you what, guys, it was freezing. Oh, my God, it was cold. And do you know when um, I, I made a schoolboy error and I didn't think it was going to be as cold as well, so I didn't take one of my warm coats. I just sort of like casual. Oh, God, it was freezing. So, um, but in the first half, well, do you know, I, I've said this earlier on, the most exciting thing about the game, right, was at half time they got three people on and they had to, from the halfway line, kick the ball into the six-yard box. And if they got it in the six-yard box, they won tickets. And then it was just going over. It was just going, like, short and everything like that. Anyway, Gil won it in the end. And it was the most exciting thing about the day so far. It was really bad. It was a really, really poor first half. But second half, it heated up. And um, it heated up, really, when the two substitutes come on, Shinchenko and, and, and Shaka. I honestly was watching the game and it was like watching, I thought it was going to be the same game as Nottingham Forest a year before. It looked very, very similar. We wasn't going to break them down. Um, but as soon as those two players come on, it, we went up the level. We went up the level. Um, Vieira came come alive. And of course, then, you know, El Nenny scores and then that, that song come out and uh, that kept us warm to the end of, end of the game. It was a brilliant song. I, I have heard it before in the pubs, but... Uh, that is the first time I've I've heard it in, in the stands, and um, it is really good. What air it goes, and uh, I bet he loved. He must love that as well because he must have heard that when he was playing as well. So, uh, and it just shows you, you know, um, that even that you don't have to be one of the main men um, to be to be well liked and respected as an Arsenal football club. If you do, you just put in the, the hard yards, work hard. There's 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 love for you. Um, you know, he's never going to be a, a regular start for Arsenal, but the way he, he goes about his business and what he does and all that typifies what you need at Arsenal. And, um, you know, I think he's the longest serving player at Arsenal now and um, the fans love him and he's never, not quite always gone right for him. It's, you know, he's been in some bad games as well, but the, the fans, that if you do, I, and I believe this with Arsenal Football Club and, and its fans, yes, we can be a bit funny at times, we can moan and groan and all that. But if you put 100% in, work your your ass off every single game and just be a proper player, professional, the Arsenal fans will love you. And, and, and you know, El Nini typifies that. He, he, he does. And that, that's, that's, sorry, Turkish. Sorry, go on. No, no, go ahead. Go ahead. <clears throat> I was going to just build, build off that point on El Nini. I think it's important that we do flag El Nini because that's the reason why I think, well, I know me personally, I've always um, liked him because he, he's not the most high-caliber midfielder that, that, that we've had or about, but I've never seen El Nene play a game and not give 100%. <clears throat> I've seen El Nene play games and give away some shocking passes. I've seen El Nene play some games where he's made the wrong decisions. I've seen El Nene get you know overrun, um, not marking, tracking. I've seen him have bad games, but I've never seen El Nene not give 100%. And I'm, I heard rumours, I think it was, it was Curtis that was saying on Twitter, <clears throat> or maybe on the, on Talk is Cheap, that um, apparently there's somebody, that's, there's a club that might be trying Aspen to sign Miller. him. Is it Villa? Yeah. In this window, because he's got only, I think, four or five months left on his contract. So if, if to let him go would be would be suicidal, in my opinion. <clears throat> but um, I, I just think that we should give him... Give him his flowers because he has been a good servant for Arsenal. It, it was the important goal that, that, that broke Oxford down the end. But I've always liked El Nene. He's always been that 
that that fourth choice midfielder for me because he's a dog. I call him a dog. He is a dog. He he does work hard. He does do a job. He's not the most, like I say, high caliber midfielder, but he always does a job. And I think that is, as Lee says, is the bare minimum as a fan. I want just do your job to the best of your ability, and anything from on top of that is is a bonus if you're limited. Well, I'll actually go one further with that, which is I think El Nenny, you know, he's kind of been dragged down by the dross he used to play with. Before, I mean, when he arrived, I think it was January 2016, I think, around then. Um, may, maybe, yeah, around then. It was. Anyway. Yeah. Um, and, you know, let's face it, that team from 2016 to about 29, well, even 2020, 2021, <coughs> you know, it, 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 it wasn't good enough. He played with some poor players. The midfield, you know, year on year would start to lack fluidity. And you know, then we went through the changes and managers. And I think people just kind of didn't really know what El Nenny was about. And, you know, I think, it's, I don't know if it's you, Turkish, someone, you know, always makes the point that we signed him for seven million. Yeah. And what we've got is a seven million pound midfielder who works incredibly hard. But I'd also, when I said I'll go one step further, is I actually think he is better technically than we've given him credit for. And I think he's, I think when you put him in this team around the good players around him, I mean, look at kind of the end of last season when Partey was injured and we were trying to play Lakonga in that role. And it didn't really happen. We lost those three games in a row and he brought in El Nenny. And we actually put together a very decent run, played well against United, won at the bridge. And El Nenny, he didn't just like work hard in those games. He legitimately played well in those. Like, you know, mm. his distribution's good. He was able to do larger what Arteta needed him to do. Which is why I've always said that this backup to Partey, yes, we absolutely need one. I don't think it's essential in the way another eight or another box-to-box player is because I think the drop-off from Xhaka to Lokonga is far bigger. I think we should talk about that in a sec, by the way. I think that's a far bigger drop-off than Partey to Alneni. Um, so I, I, I think, yeah, I'm glad we're giving him some credit and, you know, for the rest of this season, he'll do a job and then we'll see what happens in the summer because they only gave him a one-year deal. The reality is they could top that up by another year. I mean, again, if Arsenal are serious and want to compete in the Champions League and all that, Maybe you say thanks for everything. Let's bring someone else in, but he's playing at a level that, at the moment, you know, if he gave him, they gave him another year, I wouldn't really have a massive problem with it, provided they were investing elsewhere in the squad. Yeah, we've only. I don't, I don't think the Aston Villa rumours are, are that strong. Um, he has only got you know half a season left on his contract. It was only a year extension we gave him at the end of the last season. Um, you can understand why, and, and I agree with you completely that the drop off from Partey to El Nene is a it is smaller than the drop off from Xhaka to Lokonga. Now, where I disagree is in the summer. I think it is time to you know move on. Even though El Nene's been a, a loyal player to the club, he's done his job. We've got seven millions worth out of him, and probably a bit more if I'm if I'm mm-hmm. honest with you. But I just think the the direction we're headed in, and hopefully Champions League football, you know, next season. I'd, I'd like a bit more quality there. Someone that can not only back Partey up, but someone that can push Partey and compete with Partey and maybe rotate with Partey. And and that drop-off isn't as vast as, as it once was at this club. But first things first, El Nene does deserve the credit that you've all given him. Um, he's been a loyal player. He's given us 100%. Um, again, I agree with James. At times throughout his, his years at Arsenal, he hasn't played with the best of players around him. Um, Therefore, it's it's really been hard to to praise not only him but other players that have played amongst these these clowns over the years. I'm gonna call them clowns because in all in all honesty, we had a lot of clowns over the years. 
Um, so it's refreshing that you get a chance to see him with this set of players. And he's he's experienced. He's actually a leader in his own right as well. And he just does a job. He just does the job that is necessary of him. When Partey plays, we look to Partey to, to do something. We look to Partey to break the lines. When El Nene plays, we're not looking so much at him to do that. We're just looking at him to to shore up the def- um, the defence, sit in front of them, get the ball, keep it flowing and break up play when necessary. So I'm happy with El Nene's output since he's come to the club. The chant's a nice touch. It's, all, it's a chant I've heard before. I know a lot of people think it's, it's a brand new chant, but I think that's the first time you heard a real big collective of fans singing at the same time at a game. So it's kind of, you know, it's somewhat hit the headlines, let's say. I just, just want to say also, he absolutely, I think, loves the club. I think he, um, you know, feels lucky that he's, that he's, that he's at the football club. And, um, <clears throat> He's he's got uh, his brother sits uh, quite near me, like you know, and he's he's at every game and like uh, so, uh, not so much this year, so maybe because uh, he signed a contract and maybe he's got a box or something. I don't know. But his wife and um, two kids used to go to every game, right? Every game. Now he wasn't playing every game, you know. What I mean, like there weren't games, that, but they would always oh, turn up. And um, his little boy would always be in the Arsenal kit with El Nenny on on the back, like you know, and you know. <clears throat> eight out of ten times, I'm going to say he never even got on. Do you know what I mean? But they they come and come there all the time. And I, I looked at that and I thought, wow, that, that's a, a great a great thing. Now the brother, you know, um, was there going mad against Newcastle. He doesn't even come on on any light. Do you know what I mean? Like, and, and he's um, cheering it on like so. I think they're massive. With a, I think they could be massive Arsenal fans as well, which is is, is a great great thing. Nice. And he's just living the dream. And I don't know if I'm jumping the gun here a little bit as well, but I think looking ahead, he's the sort of person that I could see with a role in the coaching at the club. I think he might be doing some coaching at the moment. Yes, him and Jack. Isn't it? Yeah. He's the sort of person that I could see being a good coach because sometimes it's not always the the best players that you think, yeah, keep him in the club, he'll he'll be a good coach. Sometimes it's players like El Nene that aren't amazing players, but are quite intelligent and as Lee's flagged actually understand Arsenal Football Club and love Arsenal Football Club you want to keep those people in house so whether he moves on and plays for another couple of years elsewhere is up to him but he's the sort of person that you know if I'm Arteta I'll be thinking like come back in three years and you know coached under 16s or whatever in a way you just described Arteta in my opinion he wasn't one of the greatest players Arsenal have had but if you look at his his short management there you go Arsenal there you go. Some quality, quality stuff. But one big question comes from the back of what Lee's saying. Lee, how much money do you have? Because one day you're sitting next to Jacques's dad, and the next day you're sitting next <laughs> to Jacques's dad. It's true. It's true. It's true. It's just, true. It's just unbelievable that the actual place where I sit, like, you get you get a few of them sit there. It's unreal, like, you know. And, um, and, and, he he mo- and you need our money for a shirt. Yeah. yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. He's got the cheek to call me knocker because he didn't get 20 quid. I'm just very, very fortunate, like, you know, where I am. But I will say this with. And he's there going, where's my 20 quid? <laughs> I also want to say something about I'm freezing in my apartment right now. You know? <laughs> which is which is a good thing, which, you know, which unfortunately I'm not because not. He's a team player. You know, um, <laughs> and, and where, where I say this is that, he, you know, he's played on, on Monday and he knows he's not going to play on Sunday. 
mm-hmm. he knows he's not going to play on Sunday. But he's still saying, you know, that's a big game for us, the momentum, we go into the next game. You know, he's probably next game will be Man City away. But he knows <clears throat> that he's not going to be playing. And I, I think... Somebody like that must be a manager's dream because you know you you know what you're going to get from him. You know he's not going to sulk. Um, you, you know he's put in a good performance, scored. He knows he's not going to play. You've got to have some sort of mentality to be like that, you know, because uh, I, I think that that's not picked up enough for him. Really, you, you, you know what, Lee? Sorry to cut you there. Turkey mentioned earlier on that he would maybe move him on in the summer, and I was nodding in agreement. I was thinking, as much as I love El Nene, it's time now to move on from El Nene. But he could be our James Milner. He could be that team player that plays 10 games a season. But as you just said, when he comes on, you know what you're getting. He'll give 100% and he doesn't expect to start. Didn't expect to even come on. Do you know what I mean? So maybe there's another year we can get out of him where he could be that experienced head that while we're kind of transitioning into becoming an established top four team again and even a title contending team again, he could be that, yeah, that James Milner type figure for, for, for us. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say it was a lovely line breaking pass to Vieira. Uh, yeah, for that second goal, yeah. and it was good to see Vieira step up. Um, yeah. I thought his first half was a little all over the place, but his second half. Um... With Kizik Hands free shoes, motion sounds something like this. Kizik helps you experience the magic of motion. With over 200 patents and easy-on, easy-off technology, you'll never have to touch your shoes again. There are hundreds of styles and colors, plus a squish like nothing you've ever felt. For a limited time, get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com socks. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. I just thought, you know, in a game like that where it is kind of tricky to find rhythm at first, just show us some individual quality. I thought he did that with the back heel to Saka and then with his delivery into the box and then his through ball to Nketi. I thought, brilliant. I've seen I've seen you influence the final third in a very, very classy way. Show that you're one of the most creative players on the pitch and I'm, I'm very happy and it was good to see that from Vieira as well. Yeah, I mean, in, in the first half, I was very disappointed with Vieira because yeah. I want Vieira to take these opportunities <clears throat> and give Arteta something to think about. A lot of us during the Newcastle game was wondering who to bring off the bench. And Vieira was probably the best option we have attacking-wise, if not Kieran Tierney, who brings something different from the left-back position. But yeah, he he even got taken off after the hour. And and I think it was Jordan that mentioned it, or Lee, actually, that when Zinchenko and Xhaka came on, the game kind of started turning into it, it, to our favour. But we've mentioned El Nene, mentioned a bit about Vieira. I think Eddie also deserves a mention. Four goals in four games since the World Cup Um was over. Obviously, he didn't get a goal against Newcastle, but that was a very solid display from Newcastle, the best defensive team so far this season. So, you know, we can look past that. But I think Eddie needed the goal against Oxford to head into that North London derby, the Man United game, and then Manchester City, our only striker that's available. And he took both goals well. He took both goals. Brilliant. He'd done exactly what he needed to do in front of goal. 
Um, that second one was lovely. That little yeah, dink was right. that was a that was a real top top man finish. That was he didn't just smash it from the keeper. He didn't chip it too much. He chipped it just enough to get over the keeper's back leg as he kind of went down to block it. Yeah, um, yeah, that was a, that was a classy finish. Let's let's um, you know, let's give some real credit. He does know how to score goals. He's a finisher. And, and, you know, whether it's at the very top level and whether it's at a title winning level, we'll see. We will see because he's going to get plenty of opportunities to prove that. Um, but he does know how to find the back of the net. And, and and Jesus is still a better player for me and still has more to this team overall and, and, and he's fantastic and we love him. I don't know if Jesus would have scored four and four. You know, I, I, don't, I don't... I mean, he could have. He's capable of it. But Eddie just has a... He just knows how to find the back of the net. He just... And they're kind of different goals. The West Ham one... You know, his back's to gold. It's a bit of really individual brilliance. But then the one against Brighton is just really right place, right time, hoping it calls to you. And then the two against Oxford, I mean, one's a kind of a run from out wide with a lovely dink and the other's, you know, really brilliantly curved run. He kind of just, in a lot of different ways in the final third, he's finding ways to find space and and and, and display a brilliant finishing. I'm, I'm really happy for him. I really am. He was good against Newcastle, you know, apart from the... Mm fact he didn't score i mean I, I thought he was really good and looked one of the more likely to affect the final third um what are you laughing at lou no no i'm i'm, I'm, I'm agreeing with you like that i mean good, I'm really agree with you. Do, you know, do you know now that game do you remember the game trumps you remember like you have cards mm-hmm. and like um <clears throat> in, in, you'd have eddie and um jesus up there like and eddie uh Jesus would win on everything, but that card's always got one thing better, you know, as been, and it would be yes. goal scoring. You know what I mean? Like, so if you if you went up against Jesus on everything, if you go goal scoring, you know, he would. And I, as a goal scorer, I do on genuinely think that Eddie's a better finisher than Jesus. I really do. I think that he's a better goal scorer. Than I'm him, starting you know. to think that. Yeah, you know, and the way that he does take those chances. Um, I, I listen with Eddie. We're, we're going to say it. We're all say it, like you know what I mean, because it was said after the game. Let's see what he does now against uh, Tottenham and Man United. You know what I mean? He's always going to have that little thing on his back. I don't know why. You know, if he if he uh, uh, don't score against Tottenham and he don't score against Man United, the questions have come out again. If he does score against them, it'd be oh well. Let's see if he can go at Manchester City now in the in the league game and get a goal. I think he's always going to have that. On his back, I don't, and I don't know why it's a little bit unfair, unfair. But I think that's something he's going to have to live with. And do you know what? I think he, you know, <clears throat> he he can live with it. I think he, you know, that's why he took the fourteen. I, I think I don't think there's a problem with that. And maybe Lee, I'm one of those people that's being quite harsh on Enketia and that I'm not necessarily expecting him to score in, against those top teams. I've always said that. Just give me ten goals between now and May against everybody else. If he can score against. Um, the likes of United and City and Spurs, then then great. I'm still. I think he's a he's a really good finisher. I'm yet to be in the camp that he's a better finisher than Jesus. Not. I, I'm getting there, but I'm not there yet. And I'm not sure that against the best defenses, he he can he can really cause trouble. We're going to find out in the next two or three weeks. I hope he does. But I'm not necessarily. Maybe I'm being too nice. Maybe I'm being too harsh. I don't know. But I'm not expecting him to be the difference in those games. He needs to be because we we need it for sure. But the guy that I wanted to mention, just to kind of move on. Um, every time we talk about this person, I seem to be quite negative, and people think I've got an agenda against him. I don't. But Sambi Lokonga, 
I'm 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 really sorry, but I'm just I'm just not I'm just not seeing it. He wasn't even bad. He wasn't bad against Offa. That's, he didn't have a, that's the point. He didn't have a bad game, but I'm still watching him thinking, I'm just not sure what you do. He's athletic, but I'm sorry, being a midfielder 15 years ago, being athletic and getting about was actually a trait and a quality that you could it was it was it was a it was a quality. You can't just be athletic anymore. I can't see what he's good at. He's not great at breaking up play. He's not got a pass in him. He's not quick. He's not airily dominant. I, I, I don't I don't see the one quality. And, and he's raw and he's young, so I understand it. But even if you're raw and young, show me one thing that I'm like, okay, he's he's slow, he's crap in the air, but he's got a goal in him. Or he doesn't score goals, he can't break up play, but he's got a pass in him. I, I, I'm watching him thinking, I don't know what you're good at. And it, I, I don't think he'll be at Arsenal in 18 months' time. I just don't. I don't think, I don't see a young player there that in two years, yeah, he'll be in and around the first team. Am I being harsh? But I, I no, still don't. I think you're being quite nice to, 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 to say raw and young. I, I, don't, I don't agree with that. He's 23 years of age. He captained Andalek. Mm. He came in on, mm. high, on high reviews from a Premier League legend in company. Um, he, he talks about wanting to play for Belgium and feeling hard done by. We saw in the All or Nothing documentary that it, some of his unhappiness stems from not playing enough. Well, when you play, do something. He actually had Oxford. a bad, he has a bad Oxford, game. Turkish. Because if you don't stand out against Oxford, then it's a bad game for someone that we thought was of a high calibre. Even if he is young, 23 for me is of an age where you should be... You should be showing things. That's why even for Eddie, I don't say he's young anymore in that sense because he's he's 23, I, I believe, maybe turning 24 in the next year. And it's now time for him to take that step up. He got the contract. He got the number 14 shirt. He's got his chance now. Take that step up and shut doubters like me up. So far, so good. But, you know, heading into Man United and Tottenham, I do, I do expect not necessarily a goal in each game. But at least, at, at the very least, a good performance. At the very least, cause some problems. Um, I'm not going to judge his his chance with Jay just being out solely on those games. But at the same time, with, with, with Sambi Lukonga, I saw him against Brighton at the end of last season. Failed to stand out. This was at the Emirates. We lost that game. Uh, and, and a handful of games last season, I can't remember which games in particular, against which clubs, but he's never stood out for me. And I just think that 18 months in is, is a fair time to start judging a new signing. I think the first 18 months, you know, that's their bedding in period. That's their um, acclimatization to the league. That's their time to bed in with the manager's philosophy and the players around. But when it's the 18-month mark, I need to start seeing something. Unless you're 18, 19 years of age, I really need to start seeing something. And I'm seeing nothing from Sambi. On top of the list you've just said, Jordan... I don't even see a good dribbler in him, someone that can break the lines on the ball rather than with his passing. So I don't know. I don't know. Maybe James and Lee see something different, but not for me. So I, 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 I've I, long defended Lukonga. Um, I felt the way he started in Arsenal shirt was actually really impressive. I thought when we were playing really badly, we lost all those games at the start of the Premier League season. I thought he was one of the few players that actually looked like he wanted to be on the ball, could beat a couple of players, could beat a press could do some nice things. And then when he was playing last season, I thought, he had a really good, I thought he did have a good pass on him. I thought he was often finding good raking passes and beyond. I felt like he was showing a, a decent range. And he just looked to me like a, 
a slightly more athletic version of Xhaka. What I mean by that is for a long time, Xhaka wasn't getting the goals and assists. He wasn't also the sole defensive midfielder, but he was kind of keeping things moving. And I thought Lokonga might just be able to do that for us. But I, I, I'm coming to my... My patience is, is starting to run out because um, because the team has evolved so much and the, the players are getting better and better and he does seem to be being left behind a little bit. And I do I feel for him to a degree because um because it, because it's one thing playing badly when the whole team's doing badly and you're all getting it as whatever. It's another when you're really struggling to, you know, show what you can do in a team that's actually largely having a really good season. I mean we came through the Europa League groups pretty comfortably really. Um he didn't really stand out in those games. I will say I don't think Eddie and Vieira stood out massively in those games either. Um, but what they did is they showed their quality. Eddie could show he can finish. And Vieira showed that he's got a final ball on him. And so you hang your hat on those things. You go, well, there's something to work with there. And when they come into the first team, that's what we're hoping will be elevated. Go on, John. And that's the point. Sorry, before Lee comes in, that's the point. I'm not even looking for necessarily brilliant performances from him. I'm just yeah. looking for him to make me think, OK, that is what you're good at. And that's what you need to develop on. Like I said, he wasn't bad against Oxford. He wasn't bad for me. There he were other players. I'll, I'll name. I'll name in a minute. There were players against Oxford for me who were worse than Lokonga. So he wasn't necessarily bad. I'm not looking for you to be brilliant, but just show me something that I'm like, okay. I'm not writing him off, but it's equally, it wouldn't surprise me if in 18 months' time he was sold because I just I'm not seeing anything. I still, I still will say, and I'm really, really trying from here, but I will say that. Don't underestimate what regular minutes in the first team can do. Because, 100%. Because you just said there were some players you thought were worse. Now, if I'm to put two forward, I thought, especially in attacking sense, I thought Tommy Asser and Tierney were awful four against Oscar. Awful. Yeah. And awful. actually, there was a point last season when we would have said, how, you know, we, we, we can't live without Tommy Asser and Tierney. They're key to the way we protect the defence and how they tuck inside and defensively magnificent and all that. And now against Oxford, they looked poor. So, you know, is is Lukonga going to show us more if he <clears> were to get a run as a box-to-box midfielder in the first 11? I'm starting to think no, personally. I'm starting to think that actually I'm just not seeing enough. But but you never know. I, I'm going to stick up for him a little bit there because, you know, James you made a fantastic point there. A fantastic point. We're friends again. We're friends. Tommy Asu uh, and, and Tierney, why are we saying they're not playing that well? Oh, they, why don't they play? Lack of minutes. Lack of minutes. The first team. And, and also, the two players in front of them, Ben White now, is the standard. The right back. Do you think, wow, what, what, you know, he's not got to that standard. Shinchenko, Tierney's still a good player, but he's not at that standard. Now, Lukonga's always being, always being pushed up against Partey and, um, uh, uh, and Shaka, more so Partey. Now, that game yesterday, uh, uh, on, on, um, on Monday, I, I, I believe this. This is you're asking a player to come in, perform for one game, and then go out against the midfield. All right, they're, they're League One players, but they're playing week in, week out. They're battle with battle these players. They know what they're doing. You know, so it's hard. It's hard to come in there, and play really well, and then not play. That is when we go back to Olneny, who's a little bit more experienced, and everybody goes, "Wow, you know, that's how difficult that job is because he makes it look easy." Now, when um, Partey plays in midfield. Let's be honest, guys. He makes it look easy. 
it's not easy, but he does make it look easy. And I think that he's finding that very, very difficult. You come in. Now, even on that game on, on, on Monday night, when did the game change? When the two players come in, right? Yeah, Shaka and... Um, and Shinchenko. Was Vieira playing well up until they, they come on? No, yeah. but then, then his game upped. The trouble with Laconga is he's the one coming off for them. When he is actually playing, he's playing with a midfield that isn't quite quite as good. Now, I'm going to be really honest here. Do we want him to have a long run in the team? No. No, because if he has a long run in the team, that means Shaka's out, like, you know what I mean, or somebody like that. So he's really just a bit part player that's coming in and but, just doing his thing. But, but, Sorry, go on. Sorry, go on. Finish. No, no. But so it, it's difficult. I get on the, that side, and I, and I agree that he's got to do better. And, and you know, and and I, I am at the stage now where he needs to show us a little bit more because he did show it us at the beginning, but he's not showing it now. I, I, I'm I'm with you on this game. I actually looked at his performance on on Monday, and I don't know what he's good at and what he's not good at. Like you know, and and I get that, but I think that if he was to have a run in the team as um, as Eddie has, uh, 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 as as Vieira, Vieira's getting a little bit more minutes and whatever, like, you know, I don't know. I think personally now it's time for him to, to get out on loan. I wouldn't sell him at this moment in time. I'll get him oh, on I would. loan. I um, would. I'd sell him, Lee. And the, the, the difference between, I think, Lukonga, you're saying, you know, and he's running the first team. The likes of Vieira and Nketiah last year, in the times they were given minutes, whether it was the Europa League or in the Cups, they showed glimpses of what they're good at. So they might not have been brilliant in those games, but mm. they showed that's why, okay, I can see it. And, and they, they've, they've had good games. I'm, I can't remember a game where Lukonga, the first few games when he was signed as James Flad, he looked busy, but I never thought he was good. He was busy, but he wasn't, I didn't think, uh, I wasn't convinced. Oh, so yeah, to, yeah I, 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 I just thought he looked busy. But to get into the first team, you have to, yeah, you have to you have to earn it. You have to show something. And in a year and a half now, for me, he's not shown enough that. All right, give him five games in the first team. You're right. I don't want he who shan't be named and Partey dropped for him. But I'd rather he was knocking on the door and saying, "All right, there's a bit of competition coming your way here now." So I I wouldn't loan him. My my gut says there isn't an Arsenal player there to develop. Take take the losses. Move on. And, and and reinvest reinvest the money um and and I just want to say James Flagg, that you, you know my thoughts on Tommy Asu that's my boy he was awful on Monday I thought he, he was awful poor. I thought Tierney also was poor I thought Saka was poor as well let's you know we we all love Saka I didn't think he was good especially in that first half Saka was not good in that first half the crossing from Martinelli Saka and Tierney and Tommy Asu four of them was shocking. I know the first goal comes from a free kick uh, from Vieira, I think yeah, it was. Yeah. But in the first half, the crossing was absolutely League Two. It was awful. From include, and I, I put Saka in there as well. So I keep hearing this, it was a poor first half, great second half. No, no, no. It was a brilliant last 20 minutes. Because hmm. even up to 60, 65 minutes, we weren't good. We were not good. And my thoughts on cut, just win. You know, just win, we're through. But we wasn't I will good. say that in the in the defence, Jordan. I, I totally agree with you. But I, I don't know. They put it about a little bit on. Um, they did. They did. On, they did. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, and and putting some rough tackles. And 
I, I think at the end of the day, I looked at it and I, I, I felt that Vera, um, not Vera, sorry, Saka and definitely Martinelli weren't really 100% at it. I think they was like didn't want to get uh, injured or whatever. But one one thing I want to flag a little bit like is that they put a few nasty tackles on Vieira and he, he didn't shy away from them. So that, that was a good thing. Maybe because he knows, that, again, that he's not playing in the North London derby. But I, I do think that Couple of the players, the, the more regulars, were had one eye on that on that North London maybe, 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 maybe. And, and, and I'm going to say that so did I because I. <laughs> 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 oh, what are they doing on? Get them off, you know. What I mean? Now, if I'm thinking that as a fan, I, I'm sure it's got to be in the back of the mind of the players. I, I, I'm pretty sure it was, but um, you know, uh, I, 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 I do think that uh, I don't. I, I'm going to say that that. that Oxford put it about. There was some rough tackles going in there, like you know. I'd I'm, I'm imagine their manager said to him before the game, "They've got a big game on Sunday. Rough them up a little bit. See if they fancy it, like you know." So I think yeah, I, I, I heard. I heard there was a few bets on for a yellow card. So I'm not surprised. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I see that. You know what I mean? So um, yeah, you know, um, not good, is it? Yeah. Not good. Yeah. Listen, listen. Obviously. Yeah. Something that we didn't want to see happened, but it seems like it's okay. Arteta said he's fine. Um, I don't know what that fine means, but Saka did come off with what seemed like a muscle injury. It's, it's really hard to tell what it was. And we have to take the manager's word for it, that he's fine, which in turn probably means he's available. This Sunday with six days rest and being fine, according to the manager, I'd assume he's available on Sunday. So let's move on to Sunday because we, we've talked enough about Oxford. We're through... We've got Manchester City next, and we're going to have a chance to talk about that in a couple of weeks in in the episode before that fourth round or, or last is it last sixteen fourth round whatever it is fourth. before that next FA Cup fixture. It's quite a few still, I think. Oh, oh, so, oh. Thirty-two teams, I think. Okay, round of thirty-two then. Whatever it is, it is. It's Man City away. It's a difficult one. Um, but yeah, North London derby and Lee. I can't lie. I watched your interview, and you got it bang on. It's it's hard for me to be caught. Con- I am the thing about it is I am confident going into this Sunday's mm. North London derby, and it, it's the most confident I've been for for a good while. Because, like you said in your fan yeah. cam, we're going into it as the better team for the first time in a long time. And in my head, I, I'm thinking to myself, we're going we're going to get the win. We should get the win. Two one, three one. You know, I'm confident. Then I think to myself, but well, why am I so confident? Yes, we've got a better team, but our record there has been horrendous. Kane's just started picking, well, not just started, he's got 15 goals for the season, but he, he's banged in a few in the last couple of games. They've won their last couple of games. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Conte hasn't had an easy time, hasn't had a good time over the last few months, but we all know that some people don't like to say it, but form does tend to go out the window in these big games. It's, it's Even if you're going in on bad form, it's a chance to really kind of... I know Jordan doesn't like it. If you're going in on bad form, that game is a chance to turn it all around. That's what Mm -hmm. I mean. The big big games are the chance for a team going in on bad form to turn it around, turn their season around, 
use that as a catalyst to move forward the energy that the crowd's going to provide the 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 heated rivalry between the clubs us being at the top of the table you know the, no one else in the league um would want to to damage that more than Tottenham Hotspur so I'm confident we're going to win but then there's just something in the back of my mind saying he's up there he's up there Tony. yeah he's up there he's up there <laughs> now listen I, I learnt my lesson in 1991. I learnt my lesson. Uh, Wembley, we was the best team in the league. We, we, we're going them in the FA Cup at Wembley. I went there thinking like, you know, we're going to win this easy. This is it. We're going to win the double. We can't believe it. You know what I mean? This is great and everything. Like, and I'm telling you that Arsenal were unbelievable side. You know what I mean? I only lost one league game all that, that time. Got done 3-1. Got done 3-1 like, you know. And that hurt me so much more because I honestly didn't see it coming, guys. I didn't see it coming, like, you know, I got home and cried. That's how bad it was, like, you know what I mean? Um, so I've always been wary of Tottenham, particularly away from home, particularly away from home, because even when we won the, the, the title there um, in the Invincible League, so we didn't win there. I remember yeah. going there once, um, playing them off the bloody park, being one nil down, and Robert Perez scored very, very late on. I thought, uh, you know, I think, no, we scored late on. Robert Perez goal and, and they still come back and got an equaliser. It's never an easy place to go. I, I, and I never go around predicting three new, but when it's the other way around, that's what annoys me about Spurs fans when they've had their little bit of a, a run on us. What do you reckon to score? Ah, three nil, four now. We're going to win them. We're going to win like, you know, and, and we go in there and turn them over every time. So they never learn. They never learn. Like, at least we, 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 we tend to learn. And, and I'm always like that with this game. You know what I mean? I, I am. Oh, like just thinking about it makes me ill. I don't like this game. I do not like this game. There's too much ride on it for me. Last season was probably the worst I've ever felt for a very, very long time coming out of uh, Tottenham, uh, being humiliated. You know, it hasn't happened very often in my lifetime at Tottenham, yeah. twice. You know what I mean? Like, in, in all the times I've been there. So, we owe them one from that point of view. But... I do believe, and, and I'm, I'm with Jordan on this because I know that you say it like, nine, <laughs> nine times out of ten, the better team comes through. Now, the reason that Arsenal and Spurs have been sharing uh, results over the past sort of five, whatever years it is, is there's not been a great deal between the two teams. So, home, home advantage is massive. I don't, don't kid yourself that it's not. But when it comes to a farm team that's far more superior... It doesn't. It, it, it goes out the, the window a little bit, like you know. Um, and and I, I I do fancy us. This if if Arsenal are to beat Tottenham, this is the time because we are the better side now. You know, we are the better side. I, I've always gone away for. I take a take a point, take a point, and I would probably take a point. Um, but I do feel that we 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 are the better team. We are. We are, Jordan. Can I just ask the audio fix order of fixtures are it's Spurs, is it United after and then yeah. Man City in the cup? Yeah. So let mm -hmm. me ask all let me ask the three of you. Would you take either draw at Spurs, draw with United, and then beat City in the cup, or a loss at Spurs, win United at home, and then lose in the cup? So you get the three points at home against United, but you lose in the cup and you lose away at Spurs. I, I think that first say, one. Yeah, I thought you were going to say two wins because the first one you said gives us two points and then we knock City out and we're through to the next round of FA Cup and probably become favourites. Yeah. The second one you gave us is three points and we're out of the cup. So there's not much... 
It's not much. If, if you say beat Tottenham, beat United, and then get knocked out the cup, I'm taking that. I'm, I'm taking far, far right over that. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Good, good, good. I'm trying to just gauge this next three games. I don't want to look too far ahead because I hate doing that. But as a collective of games, where are we at in terms of priorities? And is protecting the home games? Go on. This game is massive. And I'll tell you why this game is important that we win this game. Because who do, who do Tottenham play after this game? That's why it's massive. Manchester City. Okay. That is why it's massive. We can take Tottenham out, right, of a title race and keep us in it. And then whatever happens, happens. If 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 Manchester City beat Tottenham, right, it, it's great for us because they're, they're, they're tumbling away from the top four. If they had met Tottenham were to beat Man City, thank you very much, Tottenham Hotspur Football Club. We've, we've, we appreciate what you're doing for us. <laughs> this game is massive. We must go there and get the... If we are to win the league, right, and I, and I mean this sincerely, if Arsenal are going to have any aspirations of winning this league, right, we have to win the next two games. Okay. No draws, no defeats. We have to win these next two games because City... I've got Manchester United and Tottenham in their next two games. Like, you know what I mean? So it's pivotal all round in the whole contents of the title. There you go. Mm. Yeah. I mean, I, I know what you mean. I do know what you mean. I, I don't think it's like title over if we don't win these next two games. And if we come out with four points or two draws... It'd be disappointing, it'd be underwhelming. Three draws in a row against Newcastle, Spurs and United would be disappointing. But, you know, I, I, I don't know. I, I don't think that would be title-ending. I think we, we would still be ahead of City, I believe. The, well, the reason why you're right, James, is that the buffer. The yeah. buffer would still be there, the five-point buffer. If we come mm. out of these results and we're still on top, even by one point, you'd kind of take that? I, I mean... We'd take that, wouldn't we? I, I mean... We would have beginning of the season for sure. I think it's, it's the psychological blow of if we don't beat any of Newcastle, Spurs, and United, and then City during their really hard run that came at the exact same time—one at the Bridge, one at Old Trafford—then beat Tottenham, then that's where you start to go. See, yeah, that's, that's what different. I'm saying exactly. Yeah, exactly that, that's yeah. where I guess that's where psychologically you start to go. Well, we can't. But then I also think Arsenal are still to prove that they're not going to lose these games. And mm. I know that sounds silly, but last season, look how many games we lost. 13 games. We lost so many. And I do think Arsenal still need to prove that they can come through these tough runs, not lose them, be competitive. Yeah, I mean, we should win one or two of them. Um, and then we'll see. I know it sounds like a very defeatist mentality. but No, I think you're right. United are in good form and they tend to do quite well at the Emirates, not recently, but over the last mm. 10 years, they've sort of even, even obviously terrible United sides. Do you remember that Mourinho one that came yeah. and got absolutely battered? There, mm -hmm. It was the game that put XG on the map. What, the Gea? <laughs> the Gea's there, best game. Oh, yeah, unbelievable. We should have won 5-0, we lost 3-1. Right, United yeah. all have always had yeah, some players that can do something out of nothing. Look at Anthony, they paid 85 million for an unreal left foot. He hasn't got much else, but my word, can he score with his left foot, right? Um, and and I think with, with Spurs, I'm going to be really honest, everyone, I, I, I hate this fixture. At home, yeah. I love it. I'm licking my lips. I can't wait. It's Derby Day at the Emirates. Make some noise. The red, you know, the red scarves being waved. I love it. At their place, I, I really hate this fixture. I know 
you, I tell you what, you would not want to go into battle with me. I'm that one in the dressing room. <laughs> you, you want to sack me off because you want players that are going to relish that. You want your Patrick Vieira's, your Henri's, your all that. And and I think Arsenal are, and and I think Arteta has brought in players that will relish that occasion. I just think Xhaka relishes that occasion. And I think there are others like Saku step up to it and really enjoy it. But, you know, I just think history tells us that it's always favoured. The North London derby always leans towards the home team. It does. I hate to say it, but it really does. It, 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 it does. And I, I think the difference isn't so much going to be players. I think it's going to be the managers. I think this is a game where I'm looking for Arteta to really set up his team correctly give them the correct team talk and in-game management. Because Conte is not having a great time at Spurs, but I don't care. It's still Conte. It is still Antonio Conte. And I think Arteta needs to look at this as, I need to beat him. If I can beat Conte, we win this game. We've got a better team than Spurs. We've got a better team. We've got a team that's in better form than Spurs. I agree with Lee. Home advantage in these games, I think, is huge. Um, and Harry Kane always scores against Arsenal. So you get against a guy that is likely to score a goal. We're going to have to score two goals at least to win this match. But um, but but I, I, again, I agree with Lee in that if, and this is the if, if Arsenal and the Arsenal fan base believe that we are in a title race and we can win the, win the league, you have to go to Spurs and win. This is not a great Spurs side. You have to go to Spurs, not because it's Spurs and we banter them, but because... They're not in great form and they're not a great side. You have to go there and, and, and win for me. So it, it's, it's, it's very much on Arteta, this one for me. I'm looking for him to kind of get this one right. I'm, I'm somewhere in between you and Lee and what James said. I think if you're going for the title, four points minimum. Four points minimum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're drawing a win. Ideally, yeah. six points, obviously. Considering we just drew to Newcastle as well. You don't want to have three games and you get five points out of it. But Newcastle's history now, we've got a five-point buffer. So forget about that. Look at the next two games. And if we can get four points out of six, I'll take it. It is what it is. But you're also right, Jordan. You're also right, Lee. It's, it's our best chance in a long, long time to, to go there and change the narrative. You know, it wasn't that long ago that going away to Chelsea was a problem to us. But all of a sudden, in a few years, that's flipped right around point. to the point where we're confident going there. And you know what, as well, Turkish as well, if we were to beat Spurs, Spurs' record against Man City is actually quite good. Yeah, yeah. If we if we beat Spurs, and this is a team that Man City, we know, can handle pressure, but they don't have to... Is, are they going to Spurs or is it at the Etihad? They've got them twice in a few weeks. So they're right. going to yeah. twice, yeah, twice in 10 days. Right. So if we beat Spurs, we're basically saying to Manchester City, and I think Pep, I don't know if he was joking or serious, they said they have to be pretty much perfect. They have to then beat Spurs home and away. The pressure's on. So not only is this three points benefit us beating Spurs, but I think then Man City then goes to the game thinking, oh, wow, okay. <laughs> We've got to beat United coming into good form. We've got to beat Spurs twice and take on Arsenal soon. I just think it puts the pressure on them hugely. They then have to have to win those, those, those matches. And yeah. they got Man United before us. Um, yeah. like yes, yes, Saturday morning. yes. So they actually, yes. you know, you're saying a five point buff, uh, you know, buffer, buffer and everything. It could be two. Yeah. Going into, going into that, like, you know what I mean? Now, all of a sudden, you know, um, it's only two. You lose to Spurs and then you've got Man United and they're above us going into to the game, which which we've all said um, um, is massive when we go to, to, when they come to Emirates. They could actually be in front of us by the time that, that we play them. So okay. it's important. 
it's important that we win this game, like you know what I mean. Now, Newcastle have gone there and won. Liverpool have gone there and won. All the good teams are going there and winning because the way Tottenham set up, you know, and I think if they play like that system and they, they play like the slow start and everything there, you know, if you look at Newcastle, look at Liverpool, they've both done it half-time, been 2-0 up. If they if they play into our hands in that way, then fantastic. Then, then we've got a battle on in the second half. But I, I do think that this is a massive game for us. This is a statement game for us, these two games, because... Manchester United at home, I feel more confident. I'm going to speak that. If you say where well, well, I'm going to be more confident, I'm more confident of getting the three points against Man United, despite Ooh. them being a better team. Really? Yeah, despite, yeah. yeah despite, despite them being a better team on form, for one and one reason only. We're home. We're at home that day. You know what I mean? This one, we're away. You know, it's a tough, tough game. You know, so, you know, both, both games are really difficult. But the, the, make no mistake, this is a different game. This is a different game to any other game for Tottenham. The atmosphere at this game here is completely different to any other game that we go to. It's more hostile, it's more everything here. This is the game. And I, I, I think if if we, we play well and turn up, we're better than Spurs. That's my, my thing. You know, um, Where's the I, game won? I remember two, 2011, uh, Arsene Wenger took a very... I mean, it was a poor Arsenal side, let's be honest. He got top four. It was after we lost Fabrias and Nasri. We went with Arteta and all them to uh, Stamford Bridge. Um, I think Ramsey was playing in that team and whatever. We won 5-3. And you know one of the things that we stuck with me from that game? I don't know if you remember, Arsene Wenger, he didn't sit on the bench. He had a, like a stool, like a little thing. And he just sat by the pit. And the whole game, he just sat on it and just watched Arsenal. We scored five goals at the bridge. Van Persie got his hat-trick. And we hadn't won at the bridge in a long time. Or, may, or maybe I think we had one win in something, you know, load again. We really struggled there. And they had their John Terry, they had Drogba, they had Lampard and all that. We got a 5-3 win and we kind of overturned that. I remember being absolutely elated because we'd won at the bridge and a load of my friends were Chelsea fans. I was so happy we finally overturned that, blah, blah. Anyway, why am I telling you this story? Because I really would like to see Arteta and Arsenal turn up when all the craziness is going on they're protesting every yellow card Conte might go mad whatever I want them to remain calm and collected and this isn't on the back of the Newcastle stuff I said that I've said plenty of occasions I, I, I don't I have an issue with the way the media reported the Arteta antics stuff I'm, it's nothing to do with that just go into this and I've said it anyway go into this just put your hands in your pockets look cool on the touchline and trust your players to just play their football and get something out of it. Don't get caught up. I know part of the game is getting in the opposition's head and all that, but Tottenham are quite good at that. They've got players like Romero and Harry Kane who are brilliant at doing you know, Just leave all that. Play your football. You're, you're better than them. So just do that. Sit on a stool on the touchline, Arteta, like Wenger did at, at the bridge those 11 years ago, and just hope your team do their football, or, you know, do, do, do their talking with the football. I I am um, sorry. I know it's tight on time, Turkish, but I did the watch along um, in the studio with with you guys last year when we went to Spurs and yeah. um, and we lost. And before the game, Robbie was asking everybody, all the all the all the fans that were there, you know, how should we approach it? You know, what should be the and other, every, most people in the room was I don't know if you were there, James. Most people in the room were saying we got to get in there, you've got to kick yeah. up physical passion. Yeah, and I said no, <laughs> no. Oh, is it? Me and me and Laurie and you, we were the three going. I don't no, know about that. No, that is the last thing we need to do. This is yeah. not a game we need to be. 
it was a game we didn't even have to win. I was saying we don't have to win this game. And to your point there, James, I think the same approach. We don't have to get involved in this North London. Ah, let the fans do that. <laughs> yeah, let us do all the kind of the, the nasty, niggly bantering and ah, I hate you. But the players, we are better than you. We are above you. We've got bigger missions to, to, to achieve. You, you're not on our level. Don't get involved in it because they will try and drag us down to their level. They will. They will try and get in our heads. They will try and leave one of us. They will, they will just rise above it. Rise above it. And my question, and I know we've got very little time to so the three of you is, where do you think the game will be won and lost? I where do you think... Go on. I think in defence. I think... It, 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 how we manage Kane, Kulosevsky and Son, I think it, it, that'll probably be the front three. Mm. And how they manage Saka, Martinelli, Odegaard and Eddie and Ketia. It'd be interesting to see how Conte sets up against us. Um, yeah, that's okay. Because if, I think if he two in midfield, Turkish. Yeah. Normally he plays two in midfield, we'll have three in there. Like, that's where I think, you know, will he change it a little bit? I, I think that he may have to. Mm -hmm. Because I, I don't think you can let our three overrun there too. Um so it's key. Uh, key battles all all over and all that. But um, I think defensively, uh, uh, the one thing that I why are Arsenal better away from home this season than they've ever been for the last four, five, six, seven, eight, nine years? Because we're defensively better. I um, agree, and and, and that's that that is why you you, you win. Yeah. That's why Arsenal have been poor away from home over the years because they've not been defensively set up right and strong enough. Defensively, we're good now. Even even. Um, Against Oxford, I know it's like League One side. But what League One side's very, very good at doing? Putting balls into boxes, things like that. We deal with it. We deal with things like that a lot better now, like you know. So yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm going to say it. I'm quite. I, I am confident. I can, but I can see you're confident, League. There's that nerves. It's first. You like, ain't confident. First I'm going to Tottenham, thinking we can win. I, I believe we can win this game. In the past. I've always said, oh, I'll get a, take a draw, take a draw and be pleased with a draw. You know, um, even when we went, you remember we, um, a Bamiang missed penalty. Yeah. Finished 1-1. It was still, you know, it, it was still not a bad point that day. You know what I mean? I walking away from there thinking, well, you know, they were better than us. They're a better team than us at the time. But this is the first time I'm going there thinking, do you know what? We are the better team. Now, and, but it is at Tottenham. So it's always a worry. But, we'll, you know, on, on what you asked there, Jordan, where it's won yeah. and lost, I, yeah, yeah. I think that's not. It's not to say that Spurs can't elevate their game and impose their game on us or whatever. You know, sure there were some talented players, but I think it's largely on how the Arsenal players individually all turn up and perform. Because again, without going into sort of tactics too much, if you look at the way we set up with kind of, you know, Zinchenko moves into midfield and and then we play that front five. That actually very much mirrors Tottenham's defensive shape with a front three and then a back five as well and a two in midfield that will have to battle out with Partey and Zinchenko. So I think there'll be a lot of one-to-one, -one, a lot of individual battles. And I think if Arsenal just win those individual battles, probably Gabriel on Kulusevski, can you stop him? Saliba on Kane, uh, White on Son. If they win those individual battles, Zinchenko and Partey are getting the ball in midfield, I think we'll unsettle them. And, and I think providing we keep our heads, 10 men on the pitch, I'd back us to get a goal, even though they do tend to, you know, show defensive resilience in these games, especially at their place. Um, but I think if we win our individual battles and we come out 
just individually playing well, then then the collective I think will come through. I think I think the fullbacks finally. I think the fullbacks are key for us. I think Ben White and Zinchenko, who I assume will start, they have a massive role in supporting the gaps. And I don't get too tactical either, but the gaps between. Saliba and the left back and Gabriel on the right back is where Kulisewski and um, Son penetrate. And that's where I think White and Zinchenko have to be smart enough to know when to come in when we don't have the ball to block off those lanes, but also smart enough offensively to be wide when we do have the ball sort of thing. So I think I think the two fullbacks for us are really key. If we can handle their, their attack, we win the game. I think it's as simple as that. If we, if we can contain their front three, we win the game. Forget point, we win. My concern is, can we can we contain their, their, their front three? Yeah, and I think this kind of moves us on to prediction time. Yeah. Before the predictions, let's look at the table. See if Jordan's still smiling. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> Jordan's always smiling, even when I'm losing. Always smiling. Joint third, joint third. <clears throat> for, the, for the people listening on Spotify, Apple, Amazon, wherever you're listening to this as a podcast, I'm still top on 25 points and Lee's still second on 24 points. We both got the correct score against Oxford 3-0. James and Jordan, and joint, Jordan third. Are joint third, joint fourth, however you want to see it. They're no, no, joint third, joint points. third. Joint third uh, I'll third. allow joint third. It's not like one of us has had more predictions than the other one. <laughs> Oh, you're allowed it. All right, cool. Well, there's a couple of different battles going on in this league table. So there's, a, <laughs> there's a relegation battle and, and, a, and a title race. So let, let me let me let me just tell you one thing now, right? This is like when um you know, say City are going for the title with Tottenham. And I mean Arsenal might have an outside chance of it, but really I just don't want Tottenham to win it. That's how I feel about Turkish and Lee right now. You know, <laughs> there's a, I might be able to get a couple of predictions and climb that table, and that would be great. But right now, all my focus is on Turkish. So come on, Turkish. <laughs> come on, mate. No, mate, mate. Oh, that makes me more up. determined. <laughs> oh, yes. Just, you know. I'm Turkish till I die. I'm sure I am. Yeah, the judge is sick. We ain't knocker, and we ain't knocker. Pause, just pause, poor chance, poor chance. Come on, Turkish. I'm buying the T-shirt. I'm buying whatever merch you're selling. I'm come on, mate. Love for the love, James. You know what it is already. No, no, no worries. Let me go first. Um, Three-one Arsenal. No, oh, he's gone for it. He's gone for it. Oh, no. Yes, Turkish. Oh, he's, gonna... oh, he's gone for it. Oh, I love it. I, listen, I swear to you, I've got written down here. Turkish is going to go two-one. Right, so I know I've gone two 0 but now do I change it to two one? I was gonna go two one. I just thought to myself, "Fuck it, let's throw in a third. <laughs> We're two one up. Eighty minutes gone. Tottenham are rattled to to, to pieces, and they just this is so reckless. Oh. And we score another one. Two one. Ooh. Okay. Ooh. Okay. Three one. Two one. Well, uh, since, um, since you're joint third, joint fourth, I don't know. Do, do we James, you go first. No, James, you go first. Go on, go on. Really, I'd, really li- I'd really like to know what you're going for, Jordan. 
Jordan's going to go for 2-1. I've got mine in my head already. Go on, James. You go first. I hate I hate this fixture. Um, and I'm going to be positive and I'm going to go 1-1. One, one. Oh, and that's me, and that's oh. me being positive. I I just hate I hate this trip. I hate it. No, Sorry. I, I hear where you come from. I hear that. I hear that. Like um, I said, you never want me playing in these games. <laughs> you <would> never. <laughs> you wouldn't see my attitude on the training ground and go, he looks up for it. <laughs> that hurts, by all means. I'd have said that before this game as well, though. But there you go. You know, <laughs> Jordan. If you think one-one, then you might as well go with it because it's, it's not James you're chasing. Well, this is what I'm thinking. I had one-one in my head, Thanks, but I'm thinking tactically now. I need to try and. Keep up with the Joneses. Go um, <laughs> right, go on, go on. If I don't go for a win and Arsenal win, you guys pull away even more. But I do think it'll finish 1-1. You know, I nearly said 2-2. I kind of think this might be a frantic mess of a game. So if you want 1-1, one, one, I don't mind going 2-2 two, two if you want to make it interesting. You can't change your mind there, Jane. Look at him. Look, look at old Knocker there. That's why he's got the name Knocker. Listen, you know just I mean? worry about... Just worry about worry about Turkish, mate. Oh, I am worried about Turkish. I'm just He's ready in your head. to kill. <laughs> oh man, whose prediction are you going to ruin today? Jim? Oh yeah, that's the question. Because the three yeah. predictions you've all done are, are the three that I think it will be. What it'll be three one two one or one one <laughs> <laughs> or nil nil or two nil Arsenal or four nil Arsenal. The eighteen scores you've listed, I thought it'd be one of you. Oh man, um, thing, I also think it might be win, lose, or draw. Shut up. <laughs> oh, what did I do? This is pressure. All right, all right. Um, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go one one. I'm gonna go my, my, go my gut. I'm gonna go one one. Okay, cool. That's what I initially had in my head. So I'm gonna go one one draw. I'm not sure I can win this one. Well, the chances of you getting two right back to back is fucking minimal. I tell you so. what, though, if I'm it glad you went with one one. Right, that puts it then then right back up in the old. Uh, yeah, it does. Right back up there, like twenty. Come on, James. Come on. No, 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 no. Let's not. Let's not start this. He's going to drag you down with him. I would. I want nothing more than to see Turkish on twenty-eight points and. And if I see if I see Leon twenty seven, I'll be a very happy man. Still, I'll have, a, I'll, have a, I'll have an awful hour of the podcast, but I'll be a very happy man if Lee's on twenty four points. If no, we're I'm on, win. if we're on twenty three, Jordan, I'll just, I'll just, you know, it is what it is. Really, you want me on twenty five points, don't you? That's what you want. You you don't want me. That's be exactly what I want. <laughs> I would like Lee. On 25 points for the next show. That is yeah. what I would like. I'll take that. I'll take that. Yeah, cool. Pressure, pressure, I've gone 3 1, Lee's gone 2 1, and James and Jordan have gone 1 1, people. Oh, God, it's even more pressure now, isn't it? Like, uh... You don't need to let us know in the comment section what your predictions are as well. Yeah, Make sure yeah. you do that. And speaking of the comment section, we're an hour seven minutes in already, probably the longest forever Arsenal we've done, but we need to do comments of the day. I've got mine ready here, and it's one I want to reply to as well, but um, Alan Alan says, Jordan is the Diego Simeone of the podcast. Wow. 
And what I want to say is have some respect for Diego Simeone. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's, 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 that's not even actually a diss. That's a compliment. <laughs> I'll take that. <laughs> Jordan says, yeah. Diego Simeone is a bad boy. Come on, man. That's a compliment, G. Who's next? Compliment. I'll take it. Um, Shall I go next? Go on, go on. Yeah. You go. I've gone for Peter Mounsey, I think his name is. Hey, up, knocker. <laughs> <laughs> is that... <laughs> I don't hey, up, knocker. Hey, up, knocker. <laughs> oh, well, that's you, James, now. Um, yeah. I'll, I'll go next. I've just got one here from, I think it's Madler. If I pronounce that wrong, uh, apologies. He's written, it's, the only, it's only the second time I've seen Jordan this happy. First was when he was putting on lipstick. His luck, <laughs> his luck changed since then. Love the show, guys. Mad luck. So he's referring to me being obviously happy in the last show because I got a, I got a correct prediction. Um, and it wasn't lipstick. It was, it was lip seal. Yeah, lip seal. <laughs> yeah. Um, there were over. Th- I just there were over three hundred comments this week. So big up wow. all the people that, that, that um, sent in comments. There's a lot of comments this week. People love the show, man. Another one from uh, JC. Jordan celebrating the draw, like Lacazette celebrating the equaliser versus Crystal Palace last season. <laughs> I think is absolutely spot on. I also, um, also wanted to say a shout out to a guy I met called Mario. I was in um, Tooting Market. If you've never, never been, it's it's a really cool place. Anyway, walking past, just heard someone shout James, and he was working there, a really cool bar, and he said that he's a massive fan of Forever Arsenal. And he'd actually just been watching, I think, before his shift. Um, so yeah, we, you know, it, it really—it's always really nice, like you know, when people are telling you that they watch the show and and you know, supportive. So thank you, Mara. I'll see your shout out and match it. I bumped into a gentleman yesterday with DLR who knows you Turkish. His name was JJ. He said, oh, I'm, 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 I know Turkish anyway." He said he's a fan of the show, loves the JJ. show as well, and said. His name was JJ, yeah, and he said to big up everyone on the show. It's like, yeah, I know Turkish. He might have been begging it. I don't know. Maybe nah, he's begging I, it. I, I, <laughs> I've known a couple JJs in my life, but yeah, youngish guy. He was he was working on the DLR, um, and he said he loves it. He loves the show. So keep, keep up. It's the good a, I mean, I, I didn't get my by another name. Maybe his road name or something. But yeah, it's it's weird because I I, was, I approached myself to him. Ask how do I get to Cyprus? There's a station, DLR station called Cyprus. Um, where the University of East London is. Um, and he, he didn't even respond to me. He just said to me, are we going to sign anybody? And I was like, <laughs> I was like, what? I was like, what? I'm fucking talking about Cyprus, <laughs> me. Are we signing anyone? Ro- Robbie, Robbie, Robbie said to me Bubbled. yesterday that someone came up to him and said, can you, can you do the transfer daily line for me? And he, and he, and he just said to him, Hi, welcome, Hi, to, welcome to Transmitting. Which is, <laughs> yeah. No, I just that. But, no, um, big up yeah, all the followers, yeah. man. Does anyone remember when um, Jordan had us all thinking Seth Fabregas was a fan of the show? Yeah. <laughs> I think about it every week. I think about it every fucking week. <laughs> My delivery wasn't quite right in that story, to be fair. Like, all right, fair nah. enough. It was awful. <laughs> Pretty awful, really. I'll never forget that. But, yeah, speaking <laughs> of being show, show, no. <laughs> I heard Seth Fabregas. Like, <laughs> 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 Look, to be fair, he might be a fan. I just didn't get to ask him that, but he might be a fan. You never know. 
He might watch us every single day. Hopefully he is. Maybe one day he can join us. One but day we'll yeah. get him on. Until that day, it's going to be us four. <gasps> he wore number it. four for us. <laughs> Shut up, James. <laughs> Are we I'll done? I've got stuff to do. Section. We done? If we can get Fabregas on, who do you want him to replace on the show? Oh, Let me know. Gosh. <laughs> That's a setup, that is. That's a setup. That's a big time setup. There's no need for that. There's no need for that, Turkish. <laughs> Can't even, he can't even point. It's he can't point the right way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Start it out. Uh, we're I, can't wrap it. It I can't do it. I can't do it. We're going to wrap it up there, people. Love to Jordan. Love to Lee. Love to James, as always. And love to you all out there that's, you know, supporting the show, stopping people, saying how much you enjoy it. Love to the comment section as well. As long as you keep it respectful, you're in with a chance of the comment of the day uh, from each one of us next show. And the next show is going to be a banger. Next week, we've got two shows coming, one straight after the North London Derby, which should be out maybe Monday, latest Tuesday. And then we'll have one towards the end of the week, Thursday, Friday, maybe early Saturday for the Man United game. We're going back to the same format we did before the World Cup where we review the last game and then we preview the next one in the next show. So... Yeah, more in-depth conversation about the big games coming up and there's a fair few of them in the next four to six weeks to say the least. Not only Arsenal, but a lot of the big six are playing each other. So it's going to, it might be all change in the table. Hopefully it's not all change. Hopefully we stay at the top, but there is some big fixtures coming up. So make sure you're tuned in here. Subscribe, notification bell on. Hit the like button on the way out. Love for the love. You know what it is already. And catch us next time on Forever Arsenal. Peace, people. We're out. Sports Social Podcast Network.